Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations. Because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. Minister DJ, we welcome you. Let us say a quick prayer over the preacher. God, be the voice of our dear friend DJ this morning in the faithful preparation and all that has been happening this week. We ask you to bless him, his family, as we hear these words this morning. Let us hear them open up our ears. We pray this in Jesus' name, our Black Messiah. Amen. Amen. It is a honor and a pleasure, Park Ave, to be with you once again. I I cannot stress it enough. Y'all are truly friends and family. Uh, y'all have gotten me through the pandemic <laughs> and still getting me through uh, the community and family here is like none other. So it is always love. I was honored uh, to be asked to preach again and even more honored to be to do it on the day where we are celebrating our life givers and our life bringers. Um, and for all of those who are celebrating that day sending you love and light today. For those who are mourning on this day, sending you hugs and love and light and holding you on this day. Um, It is my prayer that each of you find ways to have joy today. And so um, excited to be with you all. I would be amiss if I didn't shout out uh, the pastors of this house, Um, Pastor Darcy and Pastor Henry, who always keep me grounded, always show me love and motivate me. I was in finals for most of this week, so Pastor Darcy hadn't heard from me, <laughs> and so she texted me uh, like, I think like thir- like Thursday or Friday, <laughs> like, "Hey, we still on?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just finishing a paper, so give me." <laughs> um, and has been really gracious, and so always sending uh, sending you love um, uh, to my wife who is who is not on, but allowed you know allowed me. She said it's Mother's Day. I said, "I know, I know," but. This is family. So who has always been gracious and allowed me to miss out on a few hours to be to spend time with you all. And so always thankful for her and her presence. Um, and yeah, so I want to dive right into the text. I am 
I guarantee you, I'm not going to hold you long today because I know folks got to go. Um, but I do want to spend a little bit of time today looking at this concept of reverse dominion with you all. So if you have your Bibles or your text with you, turn with me to Genesis chapter two. Um, and I want to start at verse eight. And it reads, now the Lord planted a garden in the east, in Eden. And there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and that were good for food. And I want to jump to verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. So Park Ave with your prayers and under the spirit of God, I wanna to preach today and talk a little bit about, have you been to the garden? Have you been to the garden? I'm not exactly sure why, but spring is definitely my favorite time of year. Um, it, could, it, could, it could be for a multitude of reasons. It could be that the weather finally reaches that balance between not too hot and not too cold. Uh, it could be the smell of the trees being resurrected and returning to life. It could be the daylight that seems to extend so much longer and allows us to spend more time with the people we love, doing the things that we love. It could be that my, I'm a spring baby and, and was born in April in the heart of spring. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, spring is absolutely my favorite time of year. Every spring, I find myself wanting to explore and become more adventurous. And in spite of now being assassinated by pollen <laughs> every time I go outside, I still find myself wanting to explore nature, to explore creation. To prove this, I, did a, I started a project last summer um, and when I, when I realized that quarantine was going to be a, <laughs> a little bit longer. And so I started a garden with my kids. Now, it wasn't anything special, but it was a chance for us to connect with the earth and connect with um, the, the things that we see every day. And just to kind of break up the day as we knew it in the pandemic. We planted pumpkins and sunflowers and other things that I probably can't name and won't even try. And actually pretty much everything died. <laughs> but I remember looking forward to spending time in my garden. I looked forward to watering the plants and caring for them. And before I knew it, these small acts of caring for things that were microscopic, and very, and very tiny became a part of caring for myself. You see, it was in the garden that I learned that there were lessons to be taught. It was in the garden that I learned was there was much more that I needed to learn about myself. And it was in the garden that I learned that that's where God was. When I thought about reverse dominion and the way in which our faith connects to the ground we walk on, I immediately thought about one of my favorite books. That I'm going to show you really quickly. It's called In My, can everybody see this? <laughs> it's called In My Grandmother's Garden. Um, it's, and it's by uh, Pearl Cleage. I'm not going to read it, but it's a phenomenal book. It's a kid's book, but it's phenomenal. 
Um, and in this book, it really explores a, um, a it's a story about a, a, a boy who travels down south and he spends time in his grandmother's garden and she teaches him how to plant and how to work the earth and how working the earth is symbolic for how we connect with one another. This phenomenal book. If you don't have it for, for your child, for your child, I definitely think you pick it up. If you just want a copy for yourself and you want to support a black woman author, definitely pick it up. Um, and so this book inspired me to reconnect not only with my hands, but with the ground in which we all stand on. And this is important for historical reasons, because for uh, African-Americans and Black folk in this country, and particularly Black women, the earth has always been steady. The earth has been reliable and consistent. The earth is what fed our families when government wouldn't. It was the earth that supported our houses after they were burned and bruised. And it was the earth that carried us through troubled waters when we needed protection. You see, understanding creation and the earth through black bodies is what led to songs of art, led to jazz, led toward theology, led to revelation. God met our ancestors in the garden. And just like in Genesis, the garden told us that it would be okay. You see, in our text, we find God right in the middle of tending to God's garden. That took me out right there, that God tended to God's own garden. And God wasn't preparing it for himself. God was preparing it for a, a, a dinner or whatnot. God was preparing it for the next generation. The first lesson that we learn in the garden is that your garden is not for you. The garden in your life is for the folks after you. It's for the folks who are in your care. It's for the next generation to have something to eat and to drink and to love. The garden that you are tending right now is preparing for someone else. The next thing we see in our passage is that gardens are a place of magic and wonder. You see, in the garden, God creates humankind. In the garden, God creates beauty and wonder. God creates us that in the garden is where we mourn, it's where we love, which reminds us that in the garden, our gardens are holy ground, that the earth that we walk on is holy and sacred. This past Thanksgiving, I, I spent some untraditional time and I tried to break away from tradition. So this past Thanksgiving, um, I spent time learning from uh, first people's theology. And for anybody who's learning what first peoples is, you know, that's how we are. Uh, those who identify with native culture identifies first people, original people theology. And a part of that theology is understanding that the land is sacred, that the land is divine, that the land is worthy and deserves to be praised. And I learned from spending time learning from, from native theologians that it is our duty to remind ourselves that every step we take on the land is to honor those who are buried under it and to honor those who will one day walk on it. Because this is not just our land, but this is also our land. 
And for anyone looking for resources, there's a phenomenal podcast called This Land, which is phenomenal. Lastly, gardens are acts of communal care. You see, when we take care of our garden, our gardens take care of us. A quick story is my, my mother in, in love uh, years ago had a business where she would go around and she would plant gardens in poor and urban communities. But she didn't just stop there at planting the garden. She would go to the schools in the neighborhood and get help from the, the after-school programs and teachers. And, and, and pretty soon the entire community was wrapped up in these community gardens. And they were eating and, and, and drinking and playing games and, and having fun all around these places that were told were desolate, were told where nothing could grow. And community was growing. People were growing around these places. You see, gardens are places of communal healing. The fact is that when we show up for the earth, she shows up for us. So I have to ask you today, what is your garden producing for the next generation? How are you honoring the magic that is on the ground that you walk and stand on? Who is your garden healing? Park Ave, we have a responsibility to tend to our garden. And your garden may not be a physical garden. It may not be a lush garden. It may be a garden like mine, which where, not, where nothing grows. But you have a garden that you have to tend to today. Just like God tends to God's garden and commanded Adam and Eve to tend to the garden as well. You have a garden that you have to tend to. It's my hope and my prayer today that you find your garden, that you tend to it, that you honor it, that you pass it on, and that it heals you, and that it heals your next generation. We don't know the next time we will all be together. We don't know that tomorrow is even promised. But what we do know is that we have to go on and that we have to go forward. It's my prayer deeply as we, as we spend time together today honoring our life bringers and our life givers that we understand that we all have a, a role in life, that we all have a role in healing. And so today, it's my prayer that you find your garden and that you tend to it. God bless you, Park Ave. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavbaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust, knowing that the God that created you loves you and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively. Mm -hmm.